The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hello, this is the RhinoCast Hotline. Hey guys, it's Dr. Rhino. I'm running late for the podcast introduction. The 405 freeway is jammed. A semi-tractor trailer filled with 50,000 jars of peanut butter ran into a truck full of jelly. It's a damn picnic out here, guys. Okay, don't sweat it. We'll use the pre-recorded version. Ah, thanks, guys. I promise I'll make it in next week. Ladies and gentlemen, record geeks, retired plate spinners, and millennials who want to impress their parents with their record collections. Welcome to the RhinoCast podcast, brought to you by Rhino Records. Get ready for new releases, deep tracks, and conversations with your favorite artists and bands. And balloons for the kiddies. And now, your hosts with the most, Rich Mahan and Dennis the Menace. Coming up on this RhinoCast, our special guest is Ed Stasium, producer of the newly remastered Ramones Rocket to Russia. Thank you, Dennis! Gaba gaba hey Rich. Gaba gaba hey Dennis. We're at it again. I have been counting the hours, the days, the minutes until this podcast. Do you know why? No, but I was going to ask you why. These are some of the most amazing count-ins in the history of rock and roll. I'm hearing what you're saying. And, you know, the man, it's the fourth letter of the alphabet twice. The iconic voice. The count-and to these songs. One, two, three, four. And they would just launch. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready to go to Rockaway Beach? Yeah, I can dig it. Are you ready to visit Sheena? Yeah, she's a punk rocker. She's cool, man. If you haven't guessed already, we're talking about the Ramones and specifically the Rocket to Russia 40th Anniversary Deluxe Edition reissue. And we've got a great conversation coming up with Ed Stasium, who was the recording and mixing engineer from that record. So stick around. One, two, three, four. Rock, 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 away, beach. 
That's, of course, Rockaway Beach from the Ramones Rocket to Russia 40th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. That's one of the tracking mixes included in this set. And man, does that sound good. When you hear this remaster of Rocket to Russia and you put your headphones on and you crank it as loudly as you're supposed to because this is the Ramones, the the sound... It blew me away back then, but this is just truly a work of art. And Rocket to Russia really does have some great Ramones classics on it. Here, let's just read this track listing of the original album. Cretan Hop, Rockaway Beach, Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, Locket Love, I Don't Care, Sheena is a Punk Rocker, We're a Happy Family, Teenage Lobotomy. Lobotomy! <laughs> lobotomy! Do You Want to Dance? I Want to Be Well. I can't give you anything. Ramona, Surfing Bird, and Why Is It Always This Way? I mean, so many great songs on here. And you know what's interesting? The Ramones, their way of doing covers. They can take Do You Want to Dance by Bobby Freeman, and they can make it their own. They can take Needles in Pins, the Sonny Bono Jack Nietzsche classic. They can make it their own. Yeah, I think you could basically put any song in the Ramones blender, and it wouldn't come out any color but Ramones. It'll sound like the Ramones. Yeah, it really would. And to get geeky, the other thing about the Ramones sound is the man behind the board. Because they selected him, and and this was fairly early in Ed Stasium's career, but the sound that he crafted for the Ramones very much became a hallmark of, of the kind of work that he did, you know, to this day. Yeah. And they loved working with him, obviously, because they did so many albums with him. But he, you know, it's just not the Ramones. Dennis, tell everybody some of the other records that he worked on in that era. Little things like Talking Head 77, more songs about buildings and food. Love that record. Yeah. So without further ado, let's bring in the expert to shed some light on the inner workings of Rocket to Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome to the Rhino Cast, please, Ed Stasium. Greetings from fabulous Poway, California. Can you hear my mouth noises? I can hear them in my headphones. They're headphones. They're not headphones. They're headphones. We need the natural reverb now. We need the, the spring can, reverb. I can get you some reverb. You know what Jack Nicholson said, you know? You can't have a hit record without any reverb. According to Wikipedia, you did one album credited before Talking Head 77, and then your output between 77 and 79 was basically two talking heads and three Ramones. So let's just launch into Rocket to Russia. Because by the time Rocket to Russia came out, people figured out that the Ramones weren't a punk band, so to speak. And yet we know, history has told... It was their version of Phil Spector. It was their version of girl groups. It was their version of all the things that we learned about the them Beach later. Boys. The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Talk to us about the moment that you knew you were doing Rocket to Russia. And did you feel there was going to be a sea change there in terms of the fact that this might be the album that yielded actual singles? Boy, you know, I never looked at uh, making records as having hits on them or having singles. I never looked in the commercial value of a record. I always looked in the artistic value of a record, basically. Didn't know. I mean, it was always great to have a hit or, you know, to get hear your song on the radio. 
But uh, my approach was always, you know, work with the band. We're making a record now. I mean, it was so fantastic to be making a record. Um, I didn't even think about if it was going to be a hit or not. We're just, you know, rolling the tape and putting up microphones and creating. And that's what was really important to me. Did you guys approach the recording of Rocket to Russia differently than the previous album, Ramones Leave Home? Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, Ramones Leave Home... um, I had been living in Canada. I've been working at Le Studio Morn Heights in the Laurentian Mountains, 45 miles above Montreal. We approached it, when we did Leave Home, we did it in a really tiny little studio. We did it in a place called Sundragon. And it was a little 16-track, uh, literally the uh, control room was as smaller than my room, this you know, extra bedroom that I use as a control room. The recording room itself was all carpeted and dead. While I was working at Le Studio Morn Heights... I, I had the privilege to work with Roy Thomas Baker right after he had worked with, um, when, when Queen came out with uh, Night at the Opera and Bohemian Rhapsody took over. And I did a, a record with him with a band named Pilot. And so uh, Roy came up to uh, the studio Morn Heights. It was a residential studio out in the woods and the, in, uh, the wilds of you know, Quebec. We had a drum booth there. And uh, myself and my fellow engineer up there, Nick Blagona, we always set the drums in a drum booth. And to that point, uh, in my, when I started from 72 uh, until I started this Ramones record in 76, we, I always put drums in a drum booth and deadened everything up and put padding on the drums and, you know... Everything is close mic'd, and when Nick and I set up the drums for a pilot session, we put the drums in a drum booth, and Roy Baker came in the next day and went, Oh, what are you doing with the drums in that little room over there? You need to put them out here and get some of that lovely room sound. So this changed my philosophy of recording, and I was able to put that into effect with... Uh, I wasn't able to put it into effect with uh, Leave Home, but when we did Rocket to Russia, we did it at Media Sound which uh, was, a, uh, was located in Manhattan, 311 West 57th Street. And it used to be the Manhattan Baptist Church. It was actually a huge, almost cathedral-like room. As soon as I knew we were doing it there, I was so excited because I hadn't been able to use the philosophy of using those room mics in a large room. And at, at Sundragon, there was no room for... Uh, There's literally no space to even have room microphones. So the first thing we did was set up the band in Media Sound... And basically, in a live situation, we had everybody, I think we had Dee's cabinets in the back bathroom hall in there, um, but it still, like, bled into the main room. And Johnny was in the main room with some baffles around his amps, but the band was basically live in the studio. I can only say, you know, I just had that, the vision, so we used two, probably two U87s in the room and put them up there really pretty, very high, and it just got the Ramones. There was no editing. We did it in you know one or two takes, maybe more. There, it, there might have been minimal editing on a couple songs, but the band always played live, no click track, going right to tape. It was it just sounded great. And when when I got the multi tracks back to work on the box set, we wanted to come up with something special that the fans would enjoy. And when I brought those multi tracks up and heard those room mics, which I didn't use to the full extent in the actual original mixes. Those things sounded amazing. It just the band is roaring through the room. So I actually based this tracking mix around the room mics, and it's there are no guitar overdubs. It's just the band. It's Johnny, Joey, and Tommy, just roaring, and they were at they were at peak performance at that particular time. The tracking mix is the band live in the studio. You can really hear the room mics in this new mix. Fortunately, we had um, 
at least two to three tracks of Joey because we double tracked him a lot and there was some extra tracks. So I made some uh, a compilation vocal for these new mixes as well. And it's very exciting. I think the fans are going to really love it. It's, it's Ramones, all Ramones, all the time. Ramones, balls to the wall. So Ramones always thought of the fans. So I wanted to keep that in mind. And I have, you know, I, I knew the guys intimately, really. And I, I hear their voices in my head, you know, giving me suggestions as to what to do for these new mixes. It's raw. It's in your face. So we have the original album, which we remastered. And it just sounds great. I, I love those mixes. I love this record. And always looking for stuff for the fans. It's really great that during looking at the multitracks, I always had thought that the version of I Don't Care that was on Rocket to Russia was one that we had recorded at Media Sound, because I remember recording it there. But when I did a little more research and did a little more listening into it, the version of I Don't Care that's on Rocket to Russia is actually the B-side of Sheena that we recorded Sun Dragon. That same day. The same day, yeah, which the multitracks are actually missing for those, I might add. They're, they have, they're M-I-A. Can't find wow. them. There was a version of I Don't Care that I used in the tracking mix that's uh, never been released before. That version uh, of the, uh, the tracking mix of uh, I Don't Care is brand new. Never been heard before. It's a world premiere. Done the same way as the rest of them. And also... Um, there's a version of uh, It's a Long Way Back to Germany that we cut for a Rocket to Russia that was never used. We re-recorded that song for Road to Ruin. And so we have A Long Way Back to Germany. We have a, uh, one version with uh, Joey's vocal. There's also a version with Dee Dee's vocal. Interesting. On, on the second CD. December 1977 show from Scotland. This happened a few days before It's Alive was recorded. Were you following the band on tour and capturing multiple recordings? Yes, we we recorded five or six shows. I couldn't make this particular show, so I didn't record it, and it shows. (laughs) 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 There's... uh, and, you know, uh, the culmination of it was, of course, at the uh, uh, Rainbow Theatre in London, which we, we, we used for It's Alive. That's, what we, that's the show that we used. We didn't use any of the other ones. So it's great. This, this has never been released before. And it's a kick-ass show. It sound, when I pulled it up and listened to it, it was like, whoa, they were amazing. I might say that they were very consistent with their shows. The, the sets were consistent, and at this particular juncture in the Ramones' career, they were red hot. They were very consistent in the shows. You know, I was at those five or six shows, and they knocked them out. Uh, they were a regiment, you know. They, they were trained to do this. It was like an army, yeah. the Johnny Ramone army. Yeah, and they used to practice before the gigs. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, but they used to do uh, about a half-hour set in their dressing room, and they would go over like 20 or 30 minutes of a set before they would, right before they would go on stage. December 77, was, was the band drawing bigger crowds in the UK than they were in the States at that huge, time? Huge, huge, and rabbit fans. You can, you can tell by the, uh, the audience tracks. So they were just going crazy for the Ramones. Loved them. Much more loved all over the world, in South America as well. Th- throughout their entire career, they did their gigs in the States, but they were playing clubs 
pretty much up until the end. You know, they had a couple of big shows like the you know the Lollapalooza, the tour, and Escape from New York tour with Tom Tom Club and Blondie, and they they played larger venues. But they were they were always doing the club thing. That they uh, they weren't appreciated as much in the United States as they were appreciated in Europe and the UK and South America. It's a shame that they didn't see the huge success that they are having today. I think fans are going to love the tracking mix. There's some great stuff, uh, the extras that I, I pulled out. We did a uh, kind of a pop mix of Ramona. There were background vocals that uh, were not used on the original mix. When there's some cool harmonies in there, it, that's one of my favorites of the extra tracks. There's also a uh, version of Here Today, Gone Tomorrow with just acoustic guitar and Joey, which is really cool. And it, it's so intimate that you can hear Johnny counting on the stops. You, you hear him whispering, one, two, three, four, to himself oh, as, so as, cool. he's, as he's doing the track. It's a lot of fun. And I think of times we were together as time went on. It seemed forever, but times have changed now, things are better. Someone had to pay the price. And I also included um, backing tracks for uh, Teenage Lobotomy and Cretan Hop. Those are two outstanding, you know, kick-ass songs. So there's, it's just the backing track, just the, inter- just the instruments without the vocal. That sounds great. A couple other things uh, on there. Um, for We're a Happy Family, we did a few tracks of Joey and Dee Dee kind of goofing around in, in the studio that we used at the end of the song during the fade. That is featured with just those tracks and no music at all. That's a lot of fun to listen to. There's a, a Rocket to Russia radio spot promo that Joey and I did in the Sire Records basement. Hi, this is Joey Ramone of the Ramones. You're listening to our new album, Rocket to Russia, on Sire Records. You know, we have a, a whole set of rough mix. We have 12 rough mixes on there from the from Power Station, because uh, we did vocals at Power Station as well. We did some vocals at Power Station and made some rough mixes at Power Station, and we have rough mixes from Media Sound. Uh, there are some alternate lyrics. On, I know on uh, Why Is It Always This Way, there's some alternate lyrics. And I think on Ramona, there's it's the version with the extra verse, and there's different lyrics in there as well. So there's tons of stuff. And, and then you have that live uh, Glasgow set, so there's great stuff on here for the fans. I think they're really going to love it. The Ramones, except for, say, I saw her standing there, right, by the Beatles, which, you know, one, two, three, four. Yeah. The Ramones kept the countdowns in so many of their songs. They did. We do have them. Yeah, we actually, it's funny that you say that. On Sheena, all you hear is four. And yes. that's because they were ready to go, and the tape machine wasn't rolling. This is true. The tape machine wasn't rolling, and he's going, one, two, three. And I'm like, he, he had said three, and I hit the button to record the track. And that's why there's only best, the four. Best that's why there's only the four of the day there. right there. That, that, is, that, that is, awesome. is a story I will be telling again, and that's my party story. You just gave me my party story right All right. Go now. 
how many of the songs on the record would you say you got first take? I would say majority of them. I would say we, we probably did the tracking in two days. You know, between the, the set, set up the microphones, getting sounds, and recording all of uh, how many songs were there? Uh, Fourteen that we did. Probably did those in two days. Maybe three. Very minimal editing. Probably one or two takes. That was at Media Sound. Then we went to Power Station. And we did vocals there as well. We did most of the vocals at Power Station. And it was probably a couple weeks there, maybe two and a half weeks, with uh, doing vocals and uh, mixing. Did you get together with the band before the initial tracking sessions to do any pre-production? No, never did that. For Road to Ruin, I did. And then for subsequent records that I worked with the boys with, I I definitely had pre-production. But they did a lot on their own. Tony Bon Jovi, I don't believe, even went to rehearsal sessions. The guys just did it at their joint, put it together. Yeah. You know, they, they knew what they were doing. They, you know, they were the Ramones. Teenage Lobotomy from the Apollo Center in Glasgow, Scotland, December 1977, off the new Ramones Rocket to Russia 40th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. And Dennis, how about that conversation with Ed? I could have had that conversation with Ed Stasium pretty much all day. Yeah, no kidding. Howdy, buckaroos. Circle the wagons and sound the alarm. It's time for the Rhino Roundup. Hi there, it's Lauren G. And John Hughes from Rhino, and this is the Rhino Roundup. It does not get any more deluxe than the Smiths, the Queen is Dead deluxe edition that's out now. Several formats, probably the most deluxe of these formats is the three CD, one DVD box set, which has a new remaster of the album, additional recordings with demos, B-sides, alternative versions, plus Live in Boston, recorded at the Greatwood Center for the Performing Arts back in 1986, and the DVD features the 2017 remaster of the album in high res, plus the Queen is Dead film that Derek Charman had done for the band back in the day. There's also a slimmer two-CD version if you just want the music, and this beautiful 5LP box set that has all of the audio, including the live in Boston recording. And it's such a seminal record. It's 30 years old. It's really exciting to be able to dive into the Smiths catalog in this format for the first time for us. And it is just the first of many. 
top of my list for sure. I'm down. Also out now, wherever you consume music, yes, Topographic Drama Live Across America. There's a title for that it. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> this is a, a live album from Yes, which includes a performance from 2016 of drama in its entirety, plus selections from Tales from Topographic Oceans and some fan favorites as a double CD or a triple LP, depending on which format you love. Also available on your favorite streaming services. And it is just a really cool selection of these albums live. So if you're a Yes fan, don't waste any time. Go get this. Definitely some killer artwork as well. Oh, well, always with that Roger Dean. <laughs> and that is the Rhino Roundup. We will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, music aficionados, thank you for tuning into the RhinoCast. That was way too much fun, which begs the question, where can I get all that music? Well, you know, the place I always like to start is Rhino.com, because there's more information about all the music that I love. They carry a ton of it. And then, of course, I love to visit my local record store and support them. You can smell the vinyl. Licorice pizza, baby. No question about it. And of course, there is your favorite streaming service to give a listen before buying. And once you're ready there, while you're on that internet thing, you can go to your favorite download site and you can buy it. So many ways to enjoy music these days. It really is a music lover's dream. And last but certainly not least, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next RhinoCast. Executive producers for Rhino, John Hughes and Lauren Goldberg. Produced for Rhino by PopCult and Rich Mayhan Promotions. All rights reserved. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.